No Ketchup Chicago. What's really good, my people? Welcome into No Catch-Up Sports Talk via Chicago. I am your host, Sean Little. Big Nick the Quick on the line. It's Tuesday, post-Super Bowl. We got a lot to talk about. Quick, what's good? What's the business? What's going on? We're going to talk Super Bowl, recap that, our thoughts. Who blew it? Did the Chiefs win? Kyle Shanahan, my boy Flatbrim, might have had some questionable spots. Was it Garoppolo? Is Mahomes just... How much is this going to fuel the legend? We're going to go into that. We'll talk Super Bowl. We got to talk the NBA, of course. I want to touch on the Sixers being what? What? What do we make of those guys? And oh then my we'll, God. yeah, we got a lot to talk about with those dudes. Then John Morant, Dylan Brooks, the Grizzlies are playing hard every night, and they got something to say about Iguodala not wanting to be a part of the squad. Wanting to get moved. They've been on Twitter going back and forth. We're going to talk about that. That's interesting. Chicago only talk. Where are we with Zach Levine? He plays hard every night. It, it's a loaded question. Is his, his? He's trying to be, get on the all-star team. He's trying to. What are his motives? It's um. Now he's in trade talks. People are reaching out to the Bulls trying to move him. We're going to break down where we're at with Zach Polarizing Levine. Polarizing player, man. Polarizing yeah. guy. Polarizing guy. So we're going to talk about that, and uh, we'll close it. Cornball of the week. Let's get into it. How's the weekend? Quick, it was good? Man, solid, man. You know, nice little Super Bowl weekend. Uh didn't originally plan on having anybody come through, but you know, once game day hit and like, I started thinking about like, you know, obviously like my girl and my daughter would be there, but like watching the game essentially, you know, without another football person there, I was like, man, probably need to call a couple heads over. So shout out AJ and Kevo, our boys, they came through, watched the game. Um, you know, Kevin brought his wife. It, it was great, man. We, you know, got to hang out, watch a little bit. It was nice, man. Super Bowl weekend is always fun, man. You know, you get the whole weekend to look forward. When, how often do you look forward to Sunday evening? You know what I mean? Like, Sunday evening is usually the wind down and you're chilling, which is great. But, like, to have something to look forward to on Sunday evening, I think, like, Friday, I was like, I'm not even doing anything because I still got to, you know, save up for Sunday, um, you know, as far as my energy and shit. Um, so, yeah, it was nice, man. It was a beautiful weekend, man. The weather was – I know you don't like to hear about the weather. The weather <laughs> Here we go. Here no, we go. Sunday was – Sunday, but, like, I had to cook. You know what I'm saying? I had to grill, and Sunday was like 55 degrees, so you can't beat it. Bro, you know I saw saying? your I saw your tweet. You said you was off the Glen Levitt grilling wings. You said, "What well, life can't get any better than this. Yeah, I had, to, I had the scotch in the solo cup, and I was grilling wings, man. It was great. <laughs> it was a great Sunday. I was listening to some pregame stuff. Um, shout out the NFL Network. I got to watch the NFL Network a lot more. I feel like I watch Get Up every morning. But whenever I watch Good Morning Football, they do a, they do a pretty good job over there, man. It's definitely an entertaining show. Bro, the like NFL Network, players. the NFL Network is great, dog. Great, yeah, it is great. They got yeah. Dion, they got Mike Irvin, they got uh, the Good Morning Football is cool. Uh, they got a, like a a cool, relaxed, conversational type take. It doesn't seem as stuffy as some other some other pregame. Like yo, ESPN's right. NFL Live is so whack to me. 
I can't oh, even watch it. The NFL pregame has been terrible forever. Oh, dude, it's bad. And like, and the other thing, like, yo, at what point, and they did it for a while, retired these cats, but like, who on earth was calling for Tom Jackson and Boomer to come back? I just want to know, right? Like, I feel like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, ever, why do I still have to turn in after the game, Boomer and Tom Jackson? Like, I didn't like Tom Jackson when he was young. I certainly don't like him when he's old. And Boomer, like, that whole shtick is, like, over with for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was cool when I was a kid. You know what I'm saying? But, like, <laughs> I don't, we, don't, we, we off that, bro. We off that. Like, we want real talent now. You know what I'm saying? I want to learn about the game. I want insight and good analysts. That's why I do enjoy Get Up. But you hit it right on the head. Like, the NFL Network's a lot less, you know, stuffy and, you know, traditional. But only thing, only issue I got with NFL Network they got to tell my man, Michael Robinson, to stop crossing his legs, bro. Which, wait, I what? cannot. I ain't catch that. What you mean? When he sits, he crosses his legs, bro. You know, like the full-on, <laughs> like, leg cross. And I just have, I have issues with it, bro. It really bothers me. He <laughs> said he's coming off too, too comfy, huh? Too comfy, man. He's got the leg cross, but, like, full-on, like, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't want to go down too many muddy waters, but, yeah, I don't, I'm not feeling I'm not <laughs> the leg cross on my man rock. Maybe it's because he went to Penn State, and I can never rock with anybody, any Nittany Lions, so I don't know what it is, but, yeah. So that's it, them, it just rubs you the wrong way. That's how it is. Everything, man. Everything. Yeah, it rubs me the wrong way how he sits. I like him, but, you know, it rubs me the wrong way how he sits. <laughs> you know what I'm but, yeah, you... You're right, man. The NFL Network, and they always bring on current players. They have my man Aqib Talib on, who I thought was hilarious. Yeah, I man. haven't tweeted out, like, yo, if he's done playing ball, um, it's great. They're asking him. He's like, man, this is a really – he's like, I don't know why. I feel at home here. I feel at home here. And I think it was Michael Irvin was like, is this the first time you've been in this stadium since you got traded to this team? And he goes, yep. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, not, yeah, you know, I'm he not. He traded to the Dolphins and didn't show. It was like, yeah, nah, I'm nah, but I'm good. No, no thanks. Yeah, I'm <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> yeah, to leave is a real great. one. To well, that's good, bro. One, man. Yeah, man. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed. How about, uh, how about you, man? I know you was uh, you was out of town and shit, but yeah, I was out of town, man. I was in Vegas the le- the week leading up to Super Bowl week, and to the it's such a. Twilight Zone in that place, man. You really, you really are not a part of like real life. Like, I don't no. check my emails. You got to get on like some type of schedule where you're you're actually like in a real place. But it's really hard to do out there. I was playing poker. I was grinding. There was a bunch of action before uh, the Super Bowl, so that was cool. Um, got to play. Got to make a little bit of money. So that was great. I, gee, I was salty we couldn't get the Super Bowl pre-show off because of the, the power wire. I had to pick up another one. But um, we'll make up for it on this episode. But, yeah, dude, I went to Fish's Crib. I got some food. We had a, we had a good-ass spread. Fish be whipping up. My guy, shout out my guy, Fish. He goes crazy in the kitchen. So he had nachos, pizza, the whole merch hey, cheese spread, quick, all that. Can I give you a quick fish story real quick? It's yeah. not even a story, but something that I found funny. Yeah. Like obviously, you know, that's your man's. I've known fish a long time. No bullshit. I didn't know Fisher's first name until I was like 19 years old. <laughs> yeah, Alex. Alexander Fisher. Yeah, yeah Fish. Like, oh, it was just fish. Like, I forget the conversation came up, but somebody said Alex, and I was like, who the fuck is Alex? Like, Fisher. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know who that is. So, yeah. shout out Fish, man. Shout Great out guy. Fish. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we had a good time, man. Uh, we were over there chilling, watching the game, and before Vegas, 
Because if you if y'all are listening and y'all know me, the reason I even went to Vegas initially is because I went to pick up some money from the Niners going to the Super Bowl ticket. We had a big future on that, so we went out there to pick up that money. And I was on my way back home, and I was in a weird spot because if I bet the if I bet the Super Bowl in Vegas, I was gonna have to fly home and then fly back to pick the money up if I won, right? Yep. So I'm like, man, I had a good week. The Chiefs made me a little nervous, but I honestly thought the Niners were going to take care of business. But I was like, you know what? I'm not even going to bet it heavy. I'm just going to go. I'll bet a couple hundred bucks. I'll enjoy my time. I'll enjoy the Super Bowl. Back with my lady. Back at the crib. So that's what I ended up doing, and I I, I guess I'm fortunate that I did. But yeah, 100%. Chiefs win Super Bowl 54-31-20. Ridiculous close of the game for the Chiefs. What were your thoughts do you feel like the Niners blew it? Was it Garoppolo? What 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 was it? I I know I know me and you were not a big fan of did they blow it or did they win because obviously the Chiefs yeah. came out and won the game. But there score, was score. there was right there were some certain things that happened that I I felt swung the the momentum pendulum a bit. And I want to get your thoughts on where where it flipped and your thoughts on the game overall. And then we'll, we're off and running. First off, man, shout out to the five folks out in Las Vegas. Um, there was just crazy amounts of money from what I was reading on the over. Um, I think it opened up at 51 and a half and closed at like, what, like 54 or 55? So people were pounding the over. Uh, everything I was reading was like, Vegas is crazy exposed on the over. la da da da, -da. <laughs> In true Vegas form, they win by half a point. Like that's just crazy to me. Fifty one and, and a half. And honestly, it's a fifty one point game. <laughs> it shouldn't have been that close. Like it shouldn't even have been yeah. even close to that close. Um, at all. So like I know, like I, I had placed a bet for Jay Money that took the Niners, uh, it was a teaser, so it took the Niners up to what, plus seven and a half, and then the under to forty nine point five, which seemed like a lock and that didn't Man. even hit. But yeah. it's just crazy, bro, how they just know. You know what I mean? Like they just know. But um yeah. As far as the game, man, I, I, uh, yo, yeah, let me hold was, on man. before. <laughs> <laughs> let me get hold on, dude. Let me get let me tell let me tell the listeners a quick story. So I get a phone call from Nick about fifteen minutes before kickoff. Right, I told you, <laughs> Nick, Nick, Nick in a full blown. Regret panic mode. He 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 took the Niners and he feels like Mahomes is gonna come out here and blow their doors off. I cold sweats, bro. And I, I like, mean, what did I just do? What am I doing? <laughs> you were. I, I want to say you were wrong because, like, but I guess you weren't. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I called you and I was like, "Look, man. I mean, every every everything that you know, every every sign, everything points towards the Niners. They were the better team on paper." I was going through it like at each position, San Fran had a superstar. You know what I mean? They got superstars on the D-line, superstars on the O-line, running back, wide receiver, secondary, linebackers, all of that, right? And obviously, Jimmy G is solid. Um, but, man, I just kept coming back to Mahomes. And I'm like, dude, if you leave any chance for this guy, it's a problem. And we've seen it over and over and over again now, right? I think the stat came out before the Super Bowl. He was 4-0. In games in which he's trailing in double digits, which is crazy. Stupid. You know what I mean? Like, he's a, a stupid number, bro. Like, double digits in football? Come on. So, like, yeah, I think when I called you, I'm like, man, like, I feel like on Monday morning, 
I'm going to wake up, we're going to talk, and it's going to be like, how could we ever bet against Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl? With that being said, he was awful for 80% of that game, 85% of that game, right? Especially in the first half. Outside of uh, the touchdown drive they had where really he did it with his feet, he had the huge run where he got absolutely blown up, which he's got to learn how to slide. Like, he cannot take that hit. Um, as soon as I saw him take that hit, I'm like, he can't take that hit. Yeah, I mean, there's no uh, in-between. You either got to decide to slide or decide to go, and he kind of got caught in no man's land and got popped. Yeah, and got lit up. Uh, he was fine and then scored on you know a couple plays afterwards. But throwing the ball, I mean, he, he was way out of sorts. So it's not like he came out and absolutely busted them up. But when he had his opportunity – he did Patrick Mahomes things, you know, got the two quick touchdowns. And next thing you know, it's 31, 20 and the game's over. But I really, when I look back at the game, I don't feel like Mahomes beat the Niners. I really feel like, and we started texting when it was happening, it was seven minutes left in the fourth and the play calling just got weird. And I never understand why teams specifically head coaches and play callers feel the need to go away from what works. Why are you going away from what works? Why are you averaging six yards a carry and stop running the ball? Why are you going away from Debo Samuel? Listen, Debo Samuel was on his way to Super Bowl MVP. No, those real, reverses real, real, that you were running with them, those those misdirections, they had no answer for that. They had no answer for the speed. They had no answer for that zone running scheme. They had zero answer for it. And for whatever reason, when the game matters and you're up, um, 10 points, you want to stop throwing the ball. I mean, you want, I'm sorry, you want to start throwing the ball, but not even the throws that you've been good at. You know what I mean? And you want to stop running the ball. Your, your running game was killing them. You had several 10-plus yard carries. Tevin Coleman was getting carries. Raheem Mostert was getting carries. Debo Samuel, I just mentioned, was doing his thing. And I, I just so I just don't understand why you would go away from that. And it's the same thing. I don't want to sound like everybody else, but it's the same thing they did in the Falcons thing. It's just like, why do you go away from your identity? Your identity is run the football and, and, and play defense and throw, throw the ball at, at, at a timely manner when it matters and make a play. But you don't need to go three straight passes or whatever it was they went on that second drive. The drive after KC scored the touchdown when it was 2017 was absolutely atrocious play calling. Absolutely atrocious play calling. I'm not as I'm not killing them for the for the thing be, uh, before halftime as far as not calling the timeouts. Again, I, I like to be aggressive, but I understand that he didn't want to keep stopping the clock and then for whatever reason give Mahomes back the ball back with 30 seconds going into the half um, and, and and give them that momentum. So I know a lot of people are killing them for that. That I'm not as crazy about, but in the fourth quarter, specifically with starting with the seven minute mark, the, the play calling just got crazy. I'm going to hold on because I, I, I agree with you, but I do want to touch on the halftime thing. I don't know how many football NFL football games I've watched be one where a team scores at the end of half, gets the ball after half and scores again. I've seen it so many times where a team can just bury the other team by scoring before the half and then coming out and getting the ball and scoring again. I couldn't tell you how many times I've seen that and put so much pressure on the other team. Can you imagine? In the, the best case scenario, obviously, they call a timeout with a minute 50. With a minute 50, they have the ball. 
They go down before the half and score a touchdown. It's 17-10. Then they come out and get the ball after half and go down and score a touchdown again. It's 24-10. That's asking a lot. But even if you go down and score a t- 10 points either one of the drives, field goal before half, touchdown after, whatever, you know you're going to need points against these dudes. I, I just feel like you got to go, bro. The The early interception by Jimmy G shook Shanahan. That's what happened. He saw that early pick, and he's like, man, I, I don't want to go out here and, and, and fuck around and end up going into halftime down a touchdown. Let me hang out, relax, get the ball at half, and then we can go from there. Even even with the the uh even with them not calling the timeout and running and running the clock, they were they were able to make that play with uh Kittle, which got called back. But yeah. so I, I I rather you be aggressive. And and the, and the thing about San Francisco is with two timeouts and a minute forty eight, you have your whole you can get aggressive with running the ball. I'm not sure. asking you to come out there and. and Five wide with Jimmy. You know what I mean? I thought they had all three. They sure they didn't have all three timeouts. I thought they had all their timeouts. Well, I'm saying if before they punted, they called a timeout. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. And they saved 30 seconds. That leaves you like a minute 40, two timeouts, and the ball. So, I mean, the Niners, you can, your whole playbook is open. You could run the ball up the middle. You could run sweeps. You could run pitches outside with two timeouts and 148. You could do everything. It's not like it's the one minute. It's like, it's not like it's a minute left with no timeouts and you're asking Garoppolo to go out there with four wide and literally throw it every play to get down the field. You know what I mean? That, 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 that wasn't what was going to happen. So I would have loved for him to stay aggressive there and keep pushing it. The game. I think he was scared. I think he was scared of uh, of Mahomes scoring that quick touchdown. Isn't that what happened in the Texans game? Didn't the Chiefs score right before the half? Like the Texans. Man, were up people huge. keep bringing up the Texans. Yeah. I don't want to hear about what they did against the Texans. It. I get and it. I don't, I'm just telling you where Shanahan was. Yeah, but I don't I care because the Texans are were trash. I don't want to hear about what happened against the Texans. I don't want to hear what happened against the Tennessee Titans. These are different squads. It's a Super Bowl. It's a different game. People keep talking about, well, Mahomes did this. Like, yo, the Texans were awful. It's one of the worst playoff teams I've ever seen. They suck. They stink. So I don't want to hear about that. So I would have liked them to go more aggressive into the half. Now, if you go into the half... And some crazy shit happens, and then the Kansas City Chiefs get the ball back and score a touchdown. It looks like a disaster. I get it, yeah. but the the odds of that happening, I think, were 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 low enough where your whole offensive playbook was open. You could have ran the ball. You know how many times I've seen the the Niners go downfield and and getting field goal range off running the ball purely off just handing it off. I don't think the odds are low on that. I think I don't think that. I think the odds are actually high that they can score. I, I, just watching how quick this offense scores, the odds aren't low because we watched them put up 21 points in fucking six minutes. Bro, in that first half, the they were in, in that first half they were getting locked up. It wasn't like Absolutely. they were. It wasn't like they were moving the ball all over the place. You Absolutely. know what I'm saying? So like, yeah, but I just they were they were handling business. This offense, Knowing this offense, you know that 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 touchdown is literally always one play away. That big play is one play away. They made one big play so the whole game. I'm you not agreeing me? with what he did. I'm not agreeing with what he did. I'm not disagreeing with it. I'm indifferent on it. But I I, I do see 
I don't think it's a low probability that Kansas City scores quick because that's all we've seen them do is score quick. I don't think this is a long, sustained drive team. They're looking for those big, quick hits. Yeah, I understand that, but they hadn't been doing that, and they hadn't been doing it all game up to that point in the half. They're always capable of doing it, though. I see where where you're coming from. I'm just, you know. I mean, at the end of the day, if you look at it, he was scared and didn't want want to risk it, right? Fine. Sure. But, man, you got to be aggressive in spots like that, especially when you know you're going to get the ball after half. You know what I mean? If, yeah. if, at the worst possible scenario, if you start to try to push it and you give the ball back and they score a touchdown, you still get the ball in half. Absolutely. You know what I mean? If 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 for whatever reason something crazy happens, they get the ball back and go down and score, which they hadn't been moving the rock on you anyway, and they do score, then it's 17-10 and you get the ball coming out at half. They don't have the ball. So I, I would have liked him to get more aggressive, but he was shook off the Jimmy G interception and – his D was playing crazy, so he was going to rock with them. I get it, right? Yep. The game got crazy and really turned for San Francisco when it was 20-10. to 10, They got the interception, and they only ran five plays after that on that next drive. They go Moster for six yards. Then they go over Kittle over the middle for 12 for for a first down. They run the ball on first and 10. This is with 10 minutes left in the first quarter. They pick up one yard. It's then second and nine. Incomplete pass over the middle. And I'm with second and nine and throwing the ball. Because it's... That's like one of the most misconceived things in sports. I mean, in football. They talk... Sharp football talks about it all the time. People need to stop running the ball on second and long. So, they throw the ball incomplete, right? So now it's third and nine, and and then this is where it really goes crazy. They get a false start, which then makes it third and 14. So now you're kind of dead, right? Third and 14, you're toast. He, he puts Garoppolo on shotgun. They don't make anything happen. Whatever. Incomplete. It ends up being a three-yard run. They run off 45 seconds, and then they kick the ball back. So then there's 8.53 left. Kansas City goes on the 10-play drive, scores a touchdown in 2.40, and then it's 20-17, to and San Francisco gets the ball back and goes three and out. Second and five. The big argument a lot of people are making is that he called the right play. Kittle was there, but the defensive lineman made a better play and knocked the ball down. After the previous drive where you just had to throw the ball and Garoppolo couldn't make a play, didn't make a play happen, on the very next drive where there's six minutes left on second and five, I think you have to run the ball. I think it's absolutely positively imperative that you get at least one first down to get your defense some rest, and then you could maybe start doing play action. When you throw the ball in the NFL, three things are going to happen, and two of them are bad. You feel what I'm saying? When you run the ball, you're guaranteed that the clock will run, and the way that they have been toting the rock, 
a first down or a third and one coming was very, very likely. So I'm with you. You can't go three and out in that spot. Absolutely, you just cannot do it. And then the momentum was over with, and then that's what happened. Do you feel like the D's getting enough blame for giving up that big play to, to Tyreek Hill? Everyone's talking about the second and five and not running it. Should the D should the D be feeling more heat for giving up that third and 15? Absolutely. As soon as I saw that, I'm like, how is he open? How is he open? And what planet is he open for that? You know what I mean? The one thing that you can't let happen is let Tyreek Hill get open for 53 yards. So for sure, they should get some blame for that. But really going back to the drive you were just talking about, the three and out, that's when I thought the game really turned for them. That's oh, it was when over I really with. got nervous. It was 2017 and you gave the ball back to them. I was like, this is over with. This no, is over with. A minute three a, came, a minute three came off the clock. They got the ball. No time. They got the ball with six minutes, bro. They never the Kansas City Chiefs never should have saw the ball again. Never. Run the ball. You were averaging six yards a carry. Like you said, it was second and five. You're going to pick up that five. Worst case, you'll get four. You go to third and one, and you can do all different types of things. But what you cannot do is go three and out, stopping the clock. You cannot, saying, you cannot you throw an incomplete pass. Make a play. You're only down three. Make a play. Okay, easy. And then you give up the 53-yard. You knew it was there. It was lurking. Again, with this offense, that big play is always lurking. And you cannot lose Tyreek Hill. You can't lose him. Just can't lose him. And you lose him for 53? <laughs> and when Mahomes, threw, when Mahomes threw that ball, I go, I didn't need to see where it was going. So that's a completion. He threw it with so much confidence. Like, oh, my God. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't like those ones where he was just throwing the ball up. He took a deep-ass no. drop. And he yep. let it go, and I was Flicked like, uh-oh. Let it go. It's like he's not letting it go like that unless he sees something. It was a heave. So I'm like, okay, for sure. And then, lo and behold, he's right there. And I literally jumped out of my seat. I go, how is he that open? Yeah. How is he that open, man? Like, he got one job. You only rushed four. So you got personnel back there. He can't be that open. Just can't can't do it. Can't so obviously, it. what? They score. 24-20. Then we get to the next drive, and obviously this one he put on Jimmy because he threw he threw a pass that you and I all know about that we watched for fucking 17 weeks of Mitchell Trubisky this year of overthrowing a wide, wide, wide open Emmanuel Sanders. In the, Couldn't have been any more open. In the NFL, that is a seven-on-seven seven wide open touchdown. Russell Wilson completes that ball twelve out of ten times. It's 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 a super, that's a Super Bowl winning throw. That throw wins the Super Bowl. He had him. He had him. I mean, Sanders had him beat by a, a yard, couple yards, and he over he didn't just under he overthrew it like crazy. Emmanuel Sanders couldn't have fucking leaped for that ball if he wanted to. It was way in front of him. Can't do it, man. Can't, you cannot miss that. That was the shot. So that's where I put it on Garoppolo. But everything else is Shanahan. Hey man, it when was you bad play calling. It was not knowing who you are, and it was going away from your identity, which I just don't get. Why be someone else when it matters? You know what I mean? I mean, when you when you get touted the the best play caller all season, this that and the third. When you when a couple plays don't go your way, and you could have went 
another way, then you're going to get that slander as well. I agree, man. It was, that was tough. I, I, I just, just knowing the situation and I, and, and listen, I get the whole argument that Kittle was open. It was a great play call. If he would have hit him, it would have worked, et cetera. But there's a big likelihood that it could get knocked down or, or whatever. Run that ball and it's a for sure fire another 40 seconds off the clock, and it's a for sure third and short where your entire playbook is open. That's where I had the issue with it. No matter what, it was going to be third and three, and you were going to get 45 seconds off the clock. So at the one, you're giving good. All all, all I'm trying to say is that the worst scenario is it was probably third and two or three, and you run off 40 seconds off the clock. That's your worst possible scenario. And you're really giving the Chiefs defense a lot of credit there, right? Like, yeah. I mean, you're you're saying no, we're no, and no way are we running at second and five. You know what? I, you know what I mean? Like, and, and no way are we running. We're just not. It's just not happening. We're not running at second and five. You know what, coaches? You know what he needs? Like a blackjack card. You know what I'm saying? You know, like when you're playing blackjack, they give you the card. This is what you do when this happens. At oh, second oh, and five, like and that. that's it. <laughs> you know, you, about like hey, the, yeah, the you, gotta, book? you, you split. You split these. You do the, you know what I'm saying? Double down on this situation. <laughs> like, yo, uh, second and five in the Super Bowl when you're up and you have the chance to run off some clock and you've been averaging six yards per carry, right? Not four, not five, six. What are you doing? This is a run They play. have no answer for the misdirection running plays that you're running. What are you doing getting away from all that? Line it up, run the ball, man. You create space in the running game. We just talked about this zone run scheme, how crazy it is. Yeah, and I think the other thing, too, about going over the middle is the ball getting knocked down or tipped. Or or the ball goes up, tips, he gets hit, and it's picked off. Going over the middle is tough, right? Throwing out to to Kittle, roll Garoppolo out on a play action. I I just think there's a a lot of stuff can happen when you put the ball over the middle like that, and that's exactly what happened. And I really think the way that he used Kittle all game, I didn't agree with it. I mean, on those third and fives that we're talking about, that's George Kittle territory. And I don't, I don't, I don't think you know. I, I don't know, man. I, I was just, it was disappointing to see that 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 play calling in that situation because I think the difference between good and great head coaches is situational football. And it's funny that he lost to Andy Reid in the game of situational football because forever Andy Reid has been one of the worst situational head coaches in the NFL. As far as a guy oh, for a good coach, you know what I mean. He's always seemed to fumble in big situations, um, but yeah, I mean, he didn't. He he he, he fucked it up. If I'm Kyle Shanahan, I'm sick. He gave like, what them. Was I doing? He gave them some hope, dog, because they were dead. Dead. They picked them off. They the, the Niners were running to the other end, celebrating. They had the ball. They were moving it. They were dead in the water at 2010, bro. And they and they and they let them off the hook. <laughs> Yeah, crazy. I mean, that's it. George Kittle, four receptions and 36 yards in the Super Bowl. That's that's fucking that's ridiculous. Absolutely. I thought it was a great game. I thought I, I didn't have too I didn't have too too much bread on the Niners, so I wasn't tripping, but it, it, it felt it felt like they lost that they, they blew it more than the, the, the Chiefs made a bunch of plays to to win it. Absolutely. Definitely. How you feel about the Super Bowl? The, the halftime show is lit, huh? Oh yeah, halftime show was lit. Uh, fucking, uh, you know, Shakira and J Lo. Obviously, J Lo still got it. The J Lo bodysuit was cracking. 
know what I mean? The whole halftime show <laughs> was, was, was yeah. fire. And Listen, I, stop rolling out like 80s and 70s rock bands and shit. Nobody wants to see fucking... Uh, I don't even know who some of these people are, or whatever, Bruce Springsteen or any people like that. Like, we don't need to see that. Like, you know, that was good. It was good vibes. They ran a nice little melody. I think they played off each other well. Like, it was great. I thought it was fun. You know, I'm not the type where it's like, oh, I look forward to the halftime show and I need to be crazy. I'm going to be up in arms if it's not good. But obviously, you're watching it. You know what I'm saying? So, like, just yeah, entertain I us. Be, I want to be, I just want to be entertained be for entertained. a couple minutes. I thought that was good. <laughs> I thought that Buck and uh, and Aikman did a great job. I, um, I mean, yeah, they're very good. The, I thought and, they did a great. I, I think they did Nance a great job. Romo. Yeah, I mean, <coughs> yeah, I think next year it is. And no, next year NBC has it. They switch with CBS, so NBC next year will get Collinsworth and uh, and Michaels if he's still around. And then the year after that, we'll get Nance and Romo. Hey, put it this way, bro. As long as you can keep as much distance as possible between me and Booger and Tessitore, calling any type <laughs> of game that matters, I'm good. Right? That that's 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 it to me. I was thinking about this the other day. Like it's funny that ABC has an A1 crew. I'm sorry, not ABC. NBC has an A1 crew. CBS has an A1 crew. Fox has an A1 crew. And ESPN, who's supposed to be the worldwide leader in sports, who's known for opening up the checkbooks for whoever they want, cannot fix their figure out their Monday night situation to save their life. And can't have her A one broadcast crew. No, ever since like Gruden left, they've been trying to fix it, screwed. and they can't. They can't get it right. Well, they should have never got. They should have just left Tariko on there forever. Yeah, like, Tariko's, Tariko's very good. A, Tariko's just available for whatever. He's just you know he's an all timer. But um, the one thing I did have one gripe I had with Fox was that whack ass comic book graphics for the players. I thought, yo, that you didn't like trash. that, huh? I thought that shit was trash, dog. That shit was trash. Yeah, I saw that when who scored the first touchdown? I can't even remember. And it jumped up. And I was like, hmm. You know what? It reminded me of the the Bears graphics from last season, what they did, like the comic book stuff and the yeah, yeah. superhero stuff. You weren't feeling that, huh? I was not feeling that. Why well, you thought it was just like a little cheap looking or what? I thought it was cheap. Yeah, I thought it was cheesy. It was corny. And I just like seeing the players. I like when they do the thing where like the players lift their head up and shit. Like I think that's cool. I don't need the, I don't need the, it just seemed like, oh, we got to do something different because it's the Super Bowl, so let's do comic books. It just seemed like it was fucking stupid to me. Okay. Again, enough. it's not the end of the world. I don't care. It's not going to ruin my experience, but like, I thought that that was just, it was dumb. You know what I mean? But overall, great, great presentation by Fox, man. I thought, uh, you know, it, it was a very, very solid presentation, man. I did, I enjoyed it. You know, I think they did a good job. Again, Keep me away from Booger and Tessator. Could you imagine watching the Super Bowl with Booger and Tessator calling the game? <laughs> Yo, I honestly, so they're not the best, but oh, I so try bad. not to bury Booger like everybody else. I think Booger is like a cool dude, I, I, but he is he, that, that's just not his, his yeah. shtick. His, well, that's not his it's, game. It's funny. You're the one that got me into paying attention to announcers. Like I feel like I never paid attention to announcers. Until like a few years ago, like I always just remember you always talking about like, oh, these guys are great. This guy's great. This guy's great. This guy sucks. Yeah. And now like I can't get out of my head to pay attention to announcers. So like watching them is yeah, they're that, bad. It's part, it's part of the experience, hundred percent. It's part of the experience. Yeah, and they're just so bad. The other thing too is a really good play by play dude. You don't even realize he's good. You don't even really notice, cause. Yep. So it's like when he's doing good, and then you don't notice him, and then the color guy is doing his thing. You're like, man, this should this is a good ass squad. When you start okay. noticing the play by play guy, they're ninety five percent of the time they're they're whack. 
Yeah, it was like when they had Witten. Witten was by far the worst. Oh, dude, he was, yes, yes, he that's was, not even a discussion, 100%. He was so bad, he was so bad. Yeah, no, like, yeah, like I said, good, a good play-by-play guy, you know, like your Harlan's, your, uh, yeah, obviously. Harlan's best around. in the business right now, by yeah, the way. Yeah, Harlan is the best in the business. Um, Football, basketball, no, whatever you want. Everything, everything. Well, that's the thing, man, the best guys can do anything. Jim Nance, throw him anywhere, he's available, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, he will, he will kill it for you. Dude, when Nance you know, has you- that stretch of the Super Bowl, the March Madness and then the Masters, it's just like, the Masters, it's a beautiful thing. It's, it's untouchable. Tariko's the same way. Like, you even like, though Tariko doesn't. You fall asleep black. hearing Nance's voice at night, like, during that stretch. Yeah, like, good exactly. Night. Friends. Good yeah. night, friends. Yeah. So, uh, you know, you throw your Nance in there. You know, those guys are, those guys are good, man. Um, it's just, yeah, again, I just think it's funny that ESPN can throw as much money at the situation as they want, and they cannot get a top a top flight crew. Like Tessator should only do college, and Booger should do something else with his he life. He should do co- he should do college in the studio. Maybe he should do yeah sure <laughs> <Maybe>. open community <laughs> college. Maybe he should do. It fucking sucks. So but yeah, overall man, solid experience. I want to get your your take on this. So you know, um, big Nick, uh, get get right with Nick Wright, FS1 first take or whatever. Not not first take. What what what's what's their show? Him and Chris Carter. Um, get f- first, get right, whatever, dude. Get up. It's, yeah. it's some FS1 show. Nick Wright is a big Kansas City Chiefs fan, and he brought up an interesting. I don't know if it's a take, but he said he set the over under line for Mahomes Super Bowls at two and a half. What would you take the over under on Mahomes Super Bowl two and a half? Under. Why? Um, because I just, man, I don't know. I think like the. 24. Mahomes, Mahomes 24 years thing, old. I understand. I understand. I always go back to two situations when I want to start talking about quarterbacks and Super Bowls and being great. Aaron Rodgers, right? 1-1 early, has not been back since. And Peyton Manning, all those years in Indy, only 1-1. Stole one on the way out, but still only 1-1. So I don't think that necessarily having a great quarterback or even like an ultra elite quarterback means that you're going to win a ton of Super Bowls because there's just so many other things at play. I think it means that you're always competitive and you're always in the mix, but it doesn't necessarily guarantee it. So I'm not ready to say – I think winning a Super Bowl is just so hard. You know what I mean? It's just so hard, and there's so many variables, and there's injuries, and there's all that other different shit, and paying guys, and the salary cap, and so much matters around the pieces that they get them because eventually they got to pay Tyreek Hill. Eventually they got to pay Hardman. Eventually you got to pay Kelsey. You know, not to mention you're gonna be paying uh, Mahomes fifty million dollars. So we just talked about your salary cap thing, where nobody over thirteen percent has ever won the Super Bowl. Mahomes is gonna be nineteen percent of the cap. Um, so again, I think he puts you in the discussion every year. But if you if you were like gun to my head, I'd go on the under on it. I'd feel a lot safer telling the next fifteen years with the under than the over. I talked about this <laughs> in uh, the episode not too long ago about the cap, and he's gonna take up a massive portion of the cap. And if I have to take 100%, I agree with you. If I had to pick one, it would be the under. But he's he's going to be the one that really pushes it to the brink. Like, think about it. Who has three Super Bowls? Like, three guys? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Fucking Terry, Brad, Terry Bradshaw, Tom Brady, and fucking... Uh, and Montana, right? It's only Montana, three guys, right? It? I think that's yeah, yeah. it. And one of them is Terry Bradshaw. Like, that's what that, that tells you enough. You know what I'm saying? I'm pretty sure one of them is... 
Terry Bradshaw won three Super Bowls or yeah. something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, he, I think amount, Bradshaw yeah. has four, I believe. But, yeah. Let me look it up. But 100% that's yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah, four Super Bowls. Yeah, yeah four Bra- Super Bowls in 14 years. Yeah, yeah, Bradshaw has four, Montana has five, and Brady now has six, right? Yeah. So yep. that's 100 that's So that this is what I'm saying. It's like, yeah, right now, when Aaron Rodgers won that Super Bowl, would you have told me he'd have more than two? Yeah, of course. This guy. He would, he would have been like, for sure he would have another one by he now. What do you mean? He, yeah. he can't even get back to the game. You know what I'm saying? He hasn't been, right. He hasn't been back to an NFC Championship game, has he? Um, no, I don't, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't, I, I, hey, I know for a fact he hasn't been going to the game. So. Yeah, he hasn't been to Super Bowl yet. Yeah, we'll we'll keep it like that. When Brett Favre won a Super Bowl, like, is he going to win another one? Of course. Brett Favre, yeah. He he didn't. Only won one. Right, he didn't. Aaron Rodgers, it doesn't look like he's going to win another one either. Peyton Manning. Drew Brees. stole. Drew Brees. Right, so like. It, it, it's easy to say right now, like, oh, Patrick Joe Mahomes. Flacco? Da- <laughs> it's easy to say right now, yeah, of course he's going to win more than two Super Bowls. Bro, that shit is really hard to do. So, of course, I'm going to take the under on it. That doesn't mean, do I think he'll get another one? If I had to say, will Mahomes get another one? Yeah, he will. I also think people don't realize how good of a situation Patrick Mahomes is in right now. He's with Andy Reid. He has bundles of weapons that aren't getting paid any money, and he's not getting paid any money either. So when he has to get paid and they have to pay bundles for some more weapons, it's going to be tough to fill out the rest of that squad, and he should thank his lucky stars that the defense figured it out towards the end of the year and started playing a lot better. Because that first half Chiefs defense, if that was if, if they didn't get any better and stayed the same, they wouldn't even made the AFC Championship. Right, and they're, they're going to have to upgrade over there too, which right. costs money and draft picks. Right. So, yeah. like, you think if, if you're the Chiefs right now, are you spending on offense? Like, are you drafting on offense? You're saying, "Fuck, I need to put together a defense." So, yeah, I mean, that offensive situation could get interesting going forward. But, again, like I said, I think he, he's going to keep you competing every year, right? Aaron Rodgers was competitive every year up until last year when they didn't make the playoffs. But, you know, they're always lurking. But, yeah, I think to say multiple Super Titles and uh, Super Bowls and all this dynasty talk and Jordan talk and all that, it's like, yo, let's let's let's, let's chill. <laughs> yeah, chill let's out, let bro. It, let's just let it play out. But I'm taking the under on any on any – outlandish uh, Mahomes predictions at this point. Absolutely. I agree 100%. So, it's just really hard to do, man. I've been talking about, we always talk about that shit. That's why you really got to capitalize on when you get there. Yep. Like, it's it's really hard to get there and to win. So, when you get there, you better close that shit out because I'm not going to go on a limb and say the Chiefs won't make the playoffs, but they're going to be like an 11-win team next year. They'll be like 11-5. and five. They'll probably make the playoffs. But, man, it, it, it gets rough after you win the Super Bowl and pay your quarterback. That that combo, winning the Super Bowl and then coming off and paying your quarterback, top, top, making him the highest-paid player in the league, is a rough combo to then put together another series of Super Bowl appearances. It's It's yet to be done. How about that? Yep, for sure. Now that we're talking about Mahomes and the contract, I think he has to make sure he signs his deal right now. You you know where I stand on this topic. <laughs> because, yo, now they're talking about giving Dak the franchise tag, bro. Yo, yeah. it just can't happen, man. 
You gotta go I, get I this bread you, ASAP, Rocky. If I'm, if I'm Mahomes, I was holding out the pre- post game presser. <laughs> yeah, I'm not doing I, this post game presser till I sign this. Not, I sign this deal. I'm not doing. Hey, look, if y'all want to pay me, I'll show up and do it. If not, I'm taking off everything that even says Chiefs on it, and I'm and I'm gonna go about my day. Thank you guys so much. It's been great. Um, let me know when you're ready. It's my agent's number. He'll call me. You call him. He calls me. We're good. Until then, I'm not in the building. Yeah, bro, we've been on that. I got an MVP and a Super Bowl ring, and I got some paper in my pocket. I have no real reason to fucking like Dak. I, Dak's only making like five hundred thousand, so he might not be able to miss games. But I'm Dak. I'm still not showing up. I'm not signing that franchise tag for nothing. Um, and yeah, I need my money, man. I, I need my money. I need all of it. I don't want to hear it. We just want a Super Bowl title. I just don't want to hear it. I need somewhere in that forty-five to fifty million dollar range. Y'all figure it out. Again, this is my agent's contact information. He's available all the time. Call him. Till then, you won't <laughs> see me. Disney World, wherever. Uh, I, Andy Reid, I appreciate everything you've done for me, man. This is great. I'm happy I was able to help you win that first title. But tell your people, man, they need to go ahead and get this figured out because I'm not showing up. Hold out. Hold out. You'll hear when we talk later. Like, I'm not all about players not showing up and shit. It's not that stance. But, like, they jerk you in football. So, yeah, you're 100% right, man. Get your money. If I just saw Jared Goff get, like, $80 million guaranteed, I'm like, oh, yeah, hell yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not showing up <laughs> for less than $150 million guaranteed or something like that. I don't know what it's going to take. Bro, the highest – I'm not showing up until I literally – it's the highest the number can possibly go until – until it's against the rules. I want to make sure that my number stays high so the next quarterback, you know, because Lamar and Deshaun will be up too. I want to make sure that they're not making more than me. Yo, why not go? I was thinking about this the other day. (laughs) Why not go the uh, the NBA boys route and sign like two year deals? Like, yeah, give me two years at seventy. I think it's so unpredictable your health. No, no, that's essentially what. No, 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 no. That's what Kirk Cousins did four year deal. but, But what I'm saying is that give me I'm Mahomes. Give me a two-year deal, eighty million guaranteed. All of it. I want all eighty guaranteed. Two years. Then I come back and sign the next one for a hundred million guaranteed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, not but for sure. I obviously not. We're not salary cap experts, and and you know like how the the fifth year option and the max works, whatever. But man, these football guys got to get this cash asap, Rocky, for sure. Like I right, need it. Right I need now. it. I need my money. And it's my money, and I need it now. <laughs> need it right now, man. Again, I, I, I held up my end of the bargain. Does this make Andy Reid one of the best coaches of all time? Um, The longevity of it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, for sure. I think, yeah, absolutely. He's been a head coach for 23 years. He's been to multiple title games. Um, Yeah. One of the most successful coaches. Yeah, I mean, yeah, for sure, absolutely. I don't know, I'm like talking over myself, but yeah, no doubt about it. I think the longevity is key, man, and to do it with two different franchises. I mean, he's been doing this for 20-plus years, and he, yeah. he's always been on the – he's been on the elite side of – you know, his teams have always been good. His offensive, His offense, which is his specialty, has always been good, and to do it now – and, and, and take it to the level with two different teams, going to the Super Bowl with two different franchises and now winning one. I think he found so, this guy with Mahomes, man. He saw him. He knew what he knew what he he knew that was his guy. 
He let him sit for a year. I remember when they were when they got rid of Alex Smith, and because Alex Smith had a good ass year. I remember the first thing that came to my mind was, man, Mahomes must be good for them to just let him walk. Yeah, it was a great year. It wasn't like they 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 kept Alex Smith on the team and then announced that Mahomes would play. They let Smith go. Yeah, and I was like. Wow. If Andy Reid's going to let Alex Smith go, then Mahomes must be special and he must be in practice lighting boys up because it's a difference when you keep Alex Smith on the team and then you say, hey, I'm going to start Mahomes. They let this cat walk out the door and said, we're going to start Mahomes. Like, we're, we're, we're burning the bridge. This, this is going to work or it's not. And he was that confident right. that it would work. Right. So that that's what it takes, man. It's the perfect storm for Reed. He found his guy, and the rest is history, man. It, 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 Andy Reed is seventy-seven and thirty-five in Kansas City. Yeah, it's stupid. I mean, with five with five division titles. Yeah, I mean he's yeah, he's been doing this thing over there, and now he's got yeah. this stud twenty-four-year-old quarterback that could literally be the quarterback the next fifteen years. If if yeah. I'm if I'm a Holmes, I I holler at Andy like, "Yo, man, I I need you to stay on, and we need to ride this shit till the fucking till you're ninety. Well, I don't I, I don't think he's going anywhere. How old is Andy Reid? Andy Reid is she's only sixty one. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Who knows though? You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. He got a title. He uh, might he might be trying to chill, whatever. But I mean, if if I'm a Holmes, I'm telling him like, man, we need to try to every. We we're the next Brady Belichick type thing going on over here. I I like Andy Reid, man. I've always liked Andy Reid. I like the way he carries himself. You know, what I mean, he doesn't I take anything like, very serious. He doesn't take it too seriously. Yeah, and he's not like a me guy or like yeah, exactly. He doesn't take himself too seriously. Like, and he just seems like he just does a good job. So, shout out him, man. I'm I'm, I'm happy for him, man. I'm happy for him to you know see him finally cross that line. Whoever won sure. that game, I was going to be happy for both sides. I could yep. I could make an argument for both sides. So that that's it's not always like that every year. So um I I'm cool with that. Yep. Congrats to the Chiefs, Super Bowl fifty four. Hey, one other thing that I thought was really cool was that did you see that Joe Buck or uh Jack Buck, excuse me, called Super Bowl one? Yeah, and Joe and Buck then, called yeah. That one. It was like it was. Yeah. Then Joe was calling like the centennial season of yeah yeah, yeah that was cool yeah that was really cool. Um, but congrats yeah. to the Chiefs, congrats uh, to Mahomes, Reed, and the rest of those boys. Let's see what happens going forward with the contract, and let's see what happens with the 49ers. They're gonna have to bounce back. They're gonna be really good again next year too. But you never know, man. That shit gets crazy quick. So well, the good thing the good thing about them that they do have in their favor is that Jimmy G is signed, so they don't need to worry about any sign of a really, 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 really good deal. Um, so you don't need to worry about taking up all your cap with him. But yeah, I mean that dude, the, the, we've seen it, man. Those those losses like that. Look at the Falcons; they've been right since. Absolutely not, bro. They've been shit since. Shit. Yeah, shit. <laughs> they've been Matt terrible Ryan, since. You know, I mean, yeah, every time Matt Ryan drops back, he thinks about fucking twenty-four to three. So. All right, let's move over to the league, the association. Really quick, man, before we get into uh, Zach Levine and where we're at with Zach on the Bulls, let's talk about these Philly Sixers really quick. Because yep. I know me and you, I'll be, I be trying to give you jabs every time they lose and, and, and Simmons gets which, murdered for 30 which, for, for being yeah, the best just, defensive uh, point guard of all time, um, yeah, according okay. to y'all. But. 
What's up with these boys, man? On the road, they're the they're the Chicago Bulls. No, no Dude, lie. So, well, since Christmas, they're eight and ten, which I thought is a, a crazy statistic. Overall, not at home down. and away. Yeah. No, home and away. On the road this season, they're nine and eight. They're twenty two and two at home, which is phenomenal, and nine and eighteen on the road. And they're currently in the sixth spot. Obviously, they've lost three straight. Um, man, I, I just I I think. Brett Brown's just not a good coach, man. I don't like what they do offensively. I just don't like it, man. Like, to me, I get everybody. I get the, the era that we're in right now, right? Pace and space, spread the floor, make sure your shooters are lighting up threes and all that. But I just feel like when you have a Joel Embiid, every single possession, right? Remember I was texting the other day when I was watching some of those old Shaq games? And I'm just like, dude, this dude was just fucking unstoppable. Yeah. It doesn't matter what you- it was the game plan was give it to Shaq and he's going to do something, right? Right. I feel the same way with Embiid. He is such a dominant big man that is so skilled, has so much size, and is such a matchup nightmare for every team in the league that every single offensive possession needs to go through Embiid getting the ball on the block. Stop having him shoot all these damn threes. Stop having him drift away from the paint. I get it. You want to space the floor. Simmons is not a floor spacer at all. He doesn't shoot. I completely understand. But let's just go to the basics. Joel Embiid needs to get the ball down low and allow him to do his thing because nobody can stop him. Nobody can stop him. And people be like, whoa, Embiid was hurt for a while. Great. Embiid was hurt. Well, who's your backup center? Who's their backup center? Um, I'm not when sure. When Embiid is hurt. Hold Al on. fucking Horford. Oh, I, well, he's so, not. Man, I, I see, I wouldn't even okay. consider him a, a center. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I well, get what you're saying. Okay. Well, yeah. the, you know, he's never played power forward. He's a center. He's 100 percent a center. Yeah, uh, but, this is first year playing power forward ever. But I'm. But what I'm saying that's is that college. I'm not thinking of him as a backup yeah. at all, right? Yeah. But, yeah. No, but what I'm saying, but when Embiid went down, that's who you're plugging playing him with, right? Right. The biggest, the biggest problem that they had as the Philadelphia Sixers was Al Horford, and then they went out and signed him. So again, you have. You have players, you have talent, you have all of this, but yeah, I just feel like their offensive scheme doesn't make any sense to me. I'm giving the ball to Joel Embiid. He's touching it down low on damn near every possession. You can call it old school. You can call it whatever you want to call it. I would call it effective because I just do not see anybody stopping that man. Do they have enough shooting to do that, though? Because if, if they were to really come down and start doing that on a lot of possessions— the double team comes and they, they don't have enough shooting, bro. Tobias Harris has been playing like garbage and garbage. That was, he was he was supposed to be the guy that was supposed to be the knockdown shooter, right? We know about the, Simmons, he can't shoot it. They don't have enough shooting to come down. Then fucking it would it, play Corkmas thirty two minutes a game if you have to. But it would just slow down their their pace with, with Simmons and out there. Like Simmons is he wants to push it. That's the that's yeah. the, that's the biggest problem they have. Simmons wants to push it and run the break. Embiid is most effective on the block, beating people up a little bit, I've, and, and he can extend it, obviously. But that's the biggest problem. They don't. They don't really know what to do. <laughs> yeah, but what they're doing isn't working. So let's try something else. Let's talk about this away record. They're nine and eighteen. Guess who else is like has like eight or nine wins? Let me let me rattle them off for you in the East. The Magic are nine and sixteen. The Bulls are eight and eighteen. The Sixers are nine and eighteen on the road. The Pistons eight and seventeen. I mean, they're the Knicks are eight and eighteen on the road. 
These guys are the Chicago Bulls and the New York Knicks and the Charlotte Hornets on the road. They're awful. Well, the, the crazy thing is only three teams in the East have a winning record, on, or four teams in the East have a winning record on the road, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's Pacers, Celtics, Miami, Toronto, and who, Milwaukee probably? Yeah, Milwaukee. Indiana. Yeah, yeah, Milwaukee. But Milwaukee's still, winning man. everywhere. So you can't, you can't, you can't be twenty-two and two at the crib and then go away and be a completely different team. That comes down to yeah. coaching. You're right. Yep, one hundred percent. They're not a, they're not a contender. If, if I've you, written, the, I've written them off. If you're, a, if you're a dominant team at home and then all of a sudden you go on the road and you can't play, that's all coaching, in my opinion. Well, and you're gonna be on. You're not catching. You're obviously not catching Milwaukee. You're not catching Toronto. Right, Toronto's you so made, steady, dog. They just yeah, they just steady, beat bro. up people, bro. Every night, beat people up. Nick Nurse is a hell of a coach. That's the exact opposite of Brett Brown. Is Nick Nurse? He's he, a hell of a coach. He keeps those boys up. If no matter if they're coming off, they were on a back to back in Detroit and beat and like they they I think they have they had been they played like three games in five days. They were on a back to back at Detroit, and like that's a game you could just easily get lost in and kind of take it off. They smashed those boys by like 22. Yep. It's just like every in, night. And came in and, and smacked the bulls around by 27. Yep, exactly. Like they don't play down to their comp. <laughs> they just beat people up. And it, it, it's impressive well, to see. They've won 11 in a row. Rarely is a finals team playing with a chip on their shoulder. They 100% are, right? Because they lost the finals MVP, but they, they still want to prove like, hey, we're out here balling. Like, shout out Kyle Lowry. Dude, when he made the All-Star game the other day, I was like, let me look at his numbers. Dude, Kyle Lowry's getting him 20 a night. Yeah. 20 a night. Efficiently. I mean, uh, yeah, Pascal Siakam is a legitimate top 10 player in the league today, right? I mean, I, maybe in your overall conversation, you don't put him there, but if you're talking about playing basketball right now, Pascal Siakam is playing at a top 10 level. So you have a star. You know what I mean? And then, again, they're, they're well coached. They believe in themselves. They won a championship last year um i i would i don't want to play them you're right they're scrappy and they play hard and they're well coached and when you look at some of these other teams in the east that's not necessarily the case like if i'm philly i do not want to see toronto i want to see boston i don't want to see toronto you would never think you would say that that i'd rather see toronto than boston but right now i i would agree with that i'd rather see boston than toronto toronto just they know how to play with each other. They're, it, it's same guys they've been playing, and, and Nick Nurse knows his boys, and they play hard every night, man. Play hard every single night, man. Again, they got that chip already, so they know they can do it. So at, how do you? So let's close out this before we get into John Morant and the Grizzlies. How do you fix Philly? Do you, do you move one of those dudes? People are talking nah, about man. moving one. The, the flip side when I talk bad about Philly is I remember that Simmons and Beat are like 24 and 25, respectively. And I think one of the things that like we do is we, we, we want everything to be a finished product already. And like those dudes just aren't finished products, especially. Yeah. And they're just not finished products yet. Like, I think like, I would, I think it would be a mistake to move off from one of them. I just think you got to figure it out. I think you owe it to those, to that combination to bring in a better coach and see what you can do. But I think it would be a mistake to trade off. Two guys, both of which are, you know, top 20, top 25 players when healthy. Um, so I'm not on the, tr- the break it up yet. I think you got someone needs to go in there and see if they can figure out how to make that work because those are two, you know, immensely talented players. And defensively, like, that's a hell of a combination. Um, 
So I don't I don't know if I'm there with trading it yet. But like you said, the shooters, that's a, that's a front office thing. Yeah, surround them with more shooters. Why do you let J.J. Redick walk? Unless he didn't want to come back, why is Redick not on this squad? Maybe he wanted to go to New Orleans and play with Zion, but it seemed like Redick is like the perfect player because he can hold his own defensively and you can play him 30 minutes a night. Yeah, I mean, I think before before you even think about moving one, you got to get another coach first. Now that's yeah, that's what that's that goes exactly. without question. Let someone try to make it work with two legitimate superstars. Absolutely. Let's move over to the Memphis Grizzlies now. These boys, league pass squad. You know how we always talk about a league pass squad. Yeah, hundred percent a league who, pass squad. Who is your league pass squad? Memphis Grizzlies right now. 100%. They, they, they make the cut. TV. Let me, yeah. Uh, what, what the Grizzlies doing? That's what, the people are, I'm, I, I'm legit wondering that right now. It's them, the Pelicans, like, I'm trying to watch the Grizzlies, the Pelicans, the Lakers, and, I mean, no one's really getting my attention other than those guys like that. Obviously, Toronto, we know who they are. We know who Boston is. Well, uh, like and Dallas, Memphis is a legit league pass team because they don't get pass. any national games. You know what I mean? Like, uh, L.A. And, and New Orleans, you can catch them. You can catch L.A. at least once a week. Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah, New Orleans, it seems like they're on every week, too. But, you Memphis, you got to find Memphis. Yeah, but, like, Tuesday and Wednesday night, I'm looking for Dallas. I'm looking for Memphis. And I'm looking yep. for the Pellies. Straight like that. Yep. So, it comes out last night, Dylan Brooks. So, let's... For the listeners, let's break down the situation with Andre Iguodala. He gets moved. He has $17 million left on his deal uh, from Golden State, and he's never going to retire on $17 mil. Like He's going to go wherever they send him. If he didn't want to play there, that's fine, but he's never going to not take that $17 mil, right? So he gets moved to Memphis. He's like, yo, I don't want to play here off top. He tells the, the, It's obvious that the front office and him had an agreement. Like, okay, you don't want to be here. That's fine, but... You can sit, we'll figure out a way to maybe get some assets for you and move you, whatever, but that's fine. You don't want to be here. So, the Memphis Grizzlies have been playing hard all year. They've been getting wins. John Morant is playing out of his mind, rookie of the year. Highlight show. Plays hard. I mean, it's a fun team, right? So Eighth in in, in the playoffs right now. Right. Today, they're spot. Pushing for the A spot, exactly. <laughs> so it comes out last night, per league sources, Andre Iguodala is prepared, prepared to sit out the rest of the season if Memphis isn't able to orchestrate a trade with one of the agreed-upon teams he designated by Thursday's trade deadline. Let me comment on that first. Andre Iguodala is not in the tier of player to have a list of teams that he wants to go to and demand that, in my opinion. Man. He he's just not that caliber. He's not Kevin Durant. He's a role player on a team. He's a good role player. Like that's essentially great role player. Yeah, but sure. I yeah. I mean, can you imagine like back in the day if Tony Allen was like, "Yo, I'm sitting out unless you trade me to this, this, hey, and this." Like, hey, hey, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. No, nah, nothing. Or like, I mean, like if it was like Tayshawn Prince back in the Pistons days, like, hey man, you know what? I'm Tayshawn Prince. Like y'all need me. I I I I I need to I need to I need to go. This is my list. It's like, nah, dude. What? You're a really good player. We like you, but you are a role player. What? That, that is a hundred percent why he is my cornball of the week. He's dude. You are 
Andre Igudala again. Hold on. We're going to get that. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to let you get the ran off. But so that was, yeah, that was kind of what I wanted to say on that. It's like, yo, you're Andre Igudala. You got to relax. And, and, it, and it sounds like you're going to touch on that going forward. But I want to get your thoughts on then what Dylan Brooks said. Dylan Brooks goes on Andre Iguodala. He said, I can't wait till we find a way to trade him so we could play him and show what we're really about. AKA, bro, you're not, you're not better than us like that. You're not too good for this team as hard as we're playing and showing up every night in the West. This is the West we're talking about. We're playing hard every night trying to make the playoffs and, and you don't want to be a part of us because who knows why, honestly. You got ring. Yeah. You got everything you wanted in, in Golden State. Now you can't help you don't want to help us grow and become a become a young, solid team in the West. Like jump off a bridge. AKA what Dylan Brooks was at. He just said, fuck Andre Iguodala. I don't yeah, give a fuck, fuck about Andre Iguodala. Yeah. You oh fuck I mean? you, bro. Yeah. I don't I don't owe you. I don't and you see all these people online like, oh, they need to be respectful because they're veterans and elders. I'm like, Andre Igu fucking dollar we're talking about here. Yeah, bro. Who do you think you are? I love it. I love that Ja came out and said something. I love that Dylan Brooks came out and said something. I love that confidence. I love that they're like, yeah, fuck dude. We can't wait to play him. We want to show him what he's missing. We got a member of our team who doesn't even want to show up. What does that say about us? What, you can't even come and share a gym with us? You can't come and earn your $17 million and come play with us? Like, fuck you, bro. Yeah, I don't want to play with you anyways, yeah. you old ass. You've been riding coattails for the last six years, my man. Straight Who do you like think that. you are? Straight so, like that, one hundred percent. It's ridiculous. Can I go now? I just want to, because I, I, I'm just ready to. Fucking yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Go, ahead. go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Cornball, cornball of the month so far right now, Andre Iguodala. Who do you think you are, right, to say that I'm not gonna show up? Now I get in the beginning when it looked like Memphis is kind of shitty. And maybe they're only going to win 20 ball games and I just want to move off. We've seen that situation before. But guess what? It doesn't look like you're getting traded anytime soon. And this team has started winning and they can absolutely use you. Like you are a veteran. You are a leader. Go out there and lead these young guys. The West is kind of open. I mean, you can make some noise. I don't think they're going to win a championship, but you could make some noise. You could set up the next couple of years of your career by being there paired with John Morant and Jaron Jackson Jr. That's not too bad, right? Who are you to sit and say, I'm not going to come to work? And then also think you should get your $17 million. So if I'm the Memphis GM, I'm going to say, you know what, man? I'm not going to pay you. Go ahead and file a grievance. But the way that I see it is you're healthy and you're not showing up to work. So why do we need to pay you? I don't understand that. If I stop showing up to work tomorrow and I'm completely able to do it, you know what happens? I don't get paid. And who am I to say, well, y'all should be paying me? Is he practicing with the team? He's not in the building, right? He's not at in all. the building at all. He's not in the building. So he is not adding any value. They're literally paying him to not be there. And $17 million is a significant part of your salary cap. So who the fuck do you think you are? Where, when did Andre Iguodala all of a sudden become some player that we're supposed to respect? I remember last year, someone was talking about this Andre Iguodala a Hall of Famer. Man, if you don't get the fuck out of here, are you serious right now? <laughs> yeah. Andrew Iguodala hasn't averaged double figures since 2013. He's not a Hall of Famer. He's a great role player, right? Who is it that we're talking about to get in the Hall of Fame as a contributor? That, that Maybe that's where he can show up at. He was a bit, he was there for three championship teams. But come on, man. 
when you think about those Warriors teams, how many players are you going to think of before you think of Andre Iguodala? I'm not even going to lie to you. Half the time I forget he was even on those teams. I get he was an impact player. Yo, but I'm he thinking won, Steph. He, I'm, hey, he won finals MVP. I don't, I don't forget about him on the team. But great. yeah, I mean, he's, he's far he down did, the he list. He, yeah, he was great. He won finals MVP that first one that was awesome. It was a great way to go. Great job. But listen, man, I, you're just, you're a clown. If you're going to say, I'm not showing up. And then came out yesterday, he's prepared to sit out the entire year. So you mean to tell me it's that bad to go play for the Grizzlies that you will literally sit out and pout? You are taking your ball and going home. You're a fucking clown, bro. I've been thought he's a clown because I think he's thought he's one of those dudes a little bit more important than he is. Yeah, Just kind of the sure. way, you know, his whole his whole MO and all that. But, like, this whole thing takes it over for me. He does not deserve to have a list of teams he can go to. That's it. Maybe he can give a couple teams like, hey, I don't want to go here. Like, don't trade me to Sacramento. Don't trade me to the Knicks. But fuck that. You know what I'm going to do? If I'm Memphis, I'm trading his ass to the Knicks. So you think it's bad over here? Go over there. Go say what's up to James <laughs> for me. Fucking clown. $17 million, Don't pay that man. File a grievance. Go for it. I will sit in front of the, the judge or whoever the arbitrator and say, I'm not paying this dude because he doesn't show up to work, Your Honor. <laughs> what the fuck you talking about? What you thought? Like, how come on, man? You know, not showing up to work. I didn't even know. I, I didn't know they were paying him. I was, I was unclear about whether or not he's getting his checks right now. But yeah, he should yeah, not no. get a check. For I the mean, rest it of sounds year. like they had an agreement. Like, yo, we're gonna take this on. He's not gonna be. He's not gonna be a part of the squad. And then we're gonna try to move him for an asset. That that's kind of seemed hey, like that was always the point. Landscape changed. We need you now. Come on, come on in, man. We want you. Come on in. Come play with us. We got minutes for you. We literally need you. But for him to take this stance and draw this line in the sand as if he's some, you know, Hall of Fame player, man, he's not. The clown is a cornball. It's corny as fuck, man. His whole demeanor is corny. Dude is corny as fuck. And I'm good. I hope I hope I hope he gets traded to the Knicks and the Grizzlies bust his ass. Repeatedly. Repeatedly. <laughs> Repeatedly. Repeatedly. I, I, I don't like it, man. I love I love it. I never stuff, liked Iggy. I guess that's gonna come to defend this boy. I get it. You know what I'm saying? But like I love that. That just makes me love John Morant even more. This dude, this dude is a superstar. If there's ever any doubt, John Morant is a superstar. Absolutely. He's gonna be around for a long time. Long time. Superstar. Bucket getter. The bucket getter, assist getter, all of it, man. What's John, <laughs> John Morant? Dumberman's giving what? Not, 17, 7, like 17, 49, 38, eight, yeah. 78 splits? Something like that. And he yeah. plays deep? Plays hard. And they're winning ball games? Confirmed. Triple J, Jaron Jackson Jr. J. Good J. player. J. Dylan Brooks, good player. Like, these are good players. Why would you not Val- want to play Val- on Valentunas? Valentunas? Doing, doing what he's always done? Good player. Yeah, these are good players, man. Yeah, man. I'm, it's I a like fun team. team it's a fun team, bro. It's a really fun team. I'm, I'm a root for them even harder, man. Shout out my man Solomon Hill. Is he still getting paid like 18 million a year? Yeah, solo getting Shout big out bread. Out, solo, solo big bread, man. Solo, you know, solo big bread. But, yeah, but I'm. I think that's like with all seriousness, a clown move, and I think that. uh you know, yeah, it's, it's almost it's not Vince Carter level, but you know we're getting there. Uh, yo, honestly, this is just one of those things where if you're doing this. Keep it real hush. Like, I don't need to hear about the media saying, yo, by the way, if they don't move me, I'm going to sit out. Like, then just just sit out quietly, my G. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't need you in reports. Like, I don't, yo, nobody really gives a fuck, honestly. 
if Andre Iguodala misses the year, I'm not going to lose sleep over that. So just collect your, collect your checks, hang out, and be cool. Because what you're doing right now is ridiculous anyway. So I don't need your name jumping up in the, in the media at all. So we can close it yep. at that. Um, yep. Let's move over to Zach Levine. Where are we at with Zach Levine? He's been playing hard all year. He's got to deal with this guy, Jim Boylan, which we ain't even got to get into that. He He's the worst coach. He might be one of the worst. He might be the worst coach in Chicago sports history. He's a fucking clown, too. He, he He's really, really bad. Um, His timeout's now 26. Yeah, that was really, really bad. This makes no sense. And then, yeah. and then as we talk about all the time, these guys continue to double down on these spots. What were you thinking when you called a timeout down 20-plus? Just be like, yo, I shouldn't have. Don't tell me how you got to teach somebody a lesson and we got G-leaguers. I'm not trying to hear that, bro. There's no lessons to be made when you're down 20 and there's a no-pressure spot. None of that. There's no – no, bro. The, just say I, I fucked up. I was wrong. That's where we need yeah. to be at. So he continues to double down, whatever. But where are we at with Zach Levine? He feels like he should have been in the All-Star game. He feels like there's not 12 players in the East better than him. Where are you at with Zach Levine? He's now participating in the three-point contest just to kind of just to be a part of the All-Star game. It kind of seems like that's what it is. And there's all I don't think there's ever been a player that's won the dunk and won the three-point. So he's going to try to complete that 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 uh double dip, that duo. That'll be cool. But where are we at with Zach Levine and just when when you hear his name, what 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 in the in, in your gut, what 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 come what comes to it? Yeah, I, you know what, man? I, oh, man. I like, I, I hated on him when we first got him and everything, and I still think that he's a deeply flawed player. The thing I love about Zach Levine is, like you said, he plays hard and he gives a shit. Like, that dude really does want to win. Like, he comes and brings it every single night. Like, I think it would be easy for him to coast on some nights. Um, but the thing I love about him is how hard he works, man. That That's what's kind of almost flipped my attitude on him. I think the Bulls' problems, it's easy to pull it all on Zach, but people need to step back a little bit and look at this entire roster and just, it's just not a good team. Yo, the roster is garbage, dog. <laughs> yeah, I just don't think Levine, Levine can't be good enough to elevate this team. You know what I mean? The roster is just garbage. There's been more injuries than you can count. We got Felicio playing big minutes now because our bigs can't stay healthy. Like now Dunn is out for two weeks. It's just a bad roster a bad coaching situation and you're asking Zach to do way too much at this point in time. With that being said, he's a black hole. He's a turnover machine and he doesn't necessarily make his teammates any better. Um, so those are all facts, right? Like he doesn't, no one's game is elevated by Zach Levine being out there. He could and, be a uh, real addition to some squads, but he could a hundred percent be a real addition to some squads and he's 24 years old or 25 years old. Like, I wouldn't want to give up on that type of youth, but the Bulls are just so far away from mattering that if they can get something good for him, I wouldn't I wouldn't cry over him getting traded. But I, I, I love the kid's attitude, man. I do feel for him. I feel for him yesterday when he's like, yo, I'm, I'm sick of losing. You know what I mean? He gave that interview. It's just like three years of losing. You know, losing, losing, losing. Like, I just can't take it. He's losing in Minnesota, too. Yeah, so, I do. I do feel bad I think, for him. I think when a, guy, yeah, when a guy is going out there and busting his ass and 
you know, has the right attitude and says the right things. Like, it's hard for me to be like, oh, man, you know, this dude's trash because I, I think he will figure it out and the, the talent is just there. It's hard to score 25 a night in the league. It's just hard to score 25 a night in the league, when especially every, when the defense is like when king everyone, on you and you only. Exactly right. I was gonna say, yeah. That's exactly there's, what I was about to say. Yeah, there's no one else on the Bulls that defenses are even thinking about respecting. So everything is keyed on him and, like, you know, um, again, he, he's, he's he can be inefficient. <laughs> he's not a good playmaker. He's a turnover machine, and those are all things that need to be addressed. But he's also playing on a losing team in a bad situation, now on his second head coach in the three years that he's been in Chicago, and absolutely no continuity. So they're not really doing anything to help him. Um, it's kind of like, yeah, here's the ball, Zach. Go out and try to win this game by scoring 40. So I think some of the hate on him, like people need to really, like again, step back and appreciate what he is good at. But I think the, the situation in the Bulls is so bad that anybody associated with them is automatically toxic. I, I feel bad for him. I, I agree with everything you're saying. And where are we at with Zach Levine? I think he is what he is. He's a scorer. He'll go get you buckets. But, yeah, like you said, he's not going to make a ton of players better. He's not going to move the ball. I think the turnovers are more associated with that. He literally has to try to score every time, every possession down. Like, if he has the ball – He's trying to score, so that's gonna you're gonna turn the ball over more times than not when you're when you have to play like that. But yeah, I feel bad for him. He's always lost. He lost in Minnesota. Now he gets here. We're lo- we're face it, folks. We're a loser organization. Our organization is we're 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 a bona fide loser right now. Yep. P- period. Point blank. So he has to play for this loser organization, a loser ass coach. He has no help whatsoever. He's in no man's land on the Bulls, and he's 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 sick about it. He doesn't yeah. know what to do. And and the best thing that he knows how to do and go out is is go out and get buckets. And that's what he's been doing. But yeah, man, I'm not surprised he has a bad attitude sometimes on the bench. People were complaining about him having a bad attitude on the bench. Like, yo, bro, I'm I'm coming out and busting my ass, pouring in 35 a night, and. There's no help in sight, and my the, the worst coach in the NBA just got an extension, and I'm and I'm here for the next for the foreseeable future. Like right. he, he has to feel like he's cornered, and it's uh, got to be a bad feeling. Well, and some of that is his face, man. He kind of has a sour face, so like he's, I think he's one yeah, of those people like when he's not happy, like you can see it. You know what I'm saying? Like he's got like the small sour face. So like yeah, I mean like you can you know what I'm saying like. I don't think he can sit there and look indifferent. He's either happy or mad looking. Um, like, you think that you was know. his face when he heard that Valentine track? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Denzel. Yo. He said he had, he said he had $6 in his bank account, and then two weeks later, he's the, he's the 14th pick. <laughs> he said, six, he said <laughs> yo, listen, yeah. I, listen, what? No, when he dropped back and did the Mike Vick, I was fucking In the weak, video? Bro. In the video. <laughs> <laughs> on top of a parking lot in like the South Loop. Oh my god, that shit was so what, hilarious. What are your prerequisites on dropping a, a a track? Like what do you have to be a solid role player in the league? Cuz like listen, I never want to I never want to cut somebody's creativity off. I always want yeah. folks to be creative <laughs> and, and and do creative yeah. things. But when I saw this, I was like, just no, man. It's a no. It's a no. It's a hundred percent a no. It's a no across um, the board. Like, yo, record this. Good. Yo, you know what it is too, bro. 
I think he could have recorded it and dropped it. I think the video really rubbed me the wrong way. The video was awful. Like, for you to be going out here and putting time into shooting videos, I feel like there's a lot more things you could be doing for your basketball game. I, it was something about See, it was something like about the video, bro. I don't, I don't like to take that stance of like, hey, you should be working on basketball all the time. Like, I think that we, as fans, sometimes like need to realize, like, yo, these people don't need to play basketball twenty four hours a day. I just think the video is a bad look because he looked like a clown. Right. Like he just looked like a clown. Like an NBA role player dancing in front of their bins doesn't inspire me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and he's not even a role. He's not even a role player. He's like thirteenth man at this Come point. Come on, bro. He's like um, a nah, exactly. Yeah. So <laughs> I just thought it was again when he dropped back and did the Mike Vick, I was fucking done. Like I was like, this is it. It's just really tough found- because yeah. if he dropped a like, say the track was OD fire. Yeah. It's never going to even get that look anyway. Right. He's just in like a lose-lose. So that's why it's tough. And I'm with being people being creative and, you know, releasing stuff. And I'm glad that he had the heart to put that out. But I don't yeah. know. Something about the video just rubbed me the wrong way. Like, if he just put the track out, I honestly would have been like, oh, this is cool. Like, he's rapping, doing this thing, staying creative. But something about the video, <laughs> something about the video fucked me up. I was like, yo, this is whack. He has no business doing this. Get this guy off my team. Hey, man, you know, he's got a lot of money, so there's always going to be a producer and a videographer that's going to fuck with him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, man. So I mean, like, hey, you're paying, man? Yeah, whatever. Sure, I'll come out and make some beats for you. Yeah, uh, whatever, sure. bro. It's all good. I'll, I'll, I'll shoot the do, video. Don't do, trip. Do what you got to do, man. I did see Wayne Brady drop a freestyle on Sway the other day that I thought was hilarious, though. So some motherfuckers can rap you with thought. Yeah, I guess. You got to so. check this out. Did you see this? Who was it? Wayne Brady. <laughs> no, I didn't see Wayne Brady. He, so yeah, he did the, what's it called? The thing that Sway does, the five fingers of death or whatever it is. Yeah. But he pretty much had him freestyling as he was answering questions from like a hat. It was like, it was pretty interesting, man. Like, and Wayne Brady actually was able to stay on flow. Brady and, got like, the bars. Like, it's, like, it's not like he was dropping, like, you know what I'm saying, some Eminem bars. But, like, yeah, I can not just said Eminem bars. But dropping some crazy-ass freestyle bars. But it was uh, it was funny, man. He kept the flow going. I got to give him that. Okay. Well, yeah, I'm have to that. But I think, yeah, the, the, the Bulls situation is toxic. Somehow, we're ninth in the playoff race because that's just how bad the bottom of the East is. But I really don't want us to make the playoffs. I really don't want this team season to go any further than it needs to. No, we're, yeah. we're in no man's land. That's where we thought we'd be. We're 19 and 33. That's no man's land in the NBA. Yeah. So where are we on Zach? What's the official? What's the official? The, you buying or selling? I mean, I, I'm selling him because I want him to go somewhere where he can actually make an impact and win because I'm not, I'm not buying anyone for this franchise right now. Yeah, I'm not buying anybody. Don't come here. Don't play for Jim Boylan and, and Garpax. Don't come here. So yeah, I'm selling it because he is good enough to where he could leave and make an impact and actually contribute to a good squad and make them better. He's just being here. He's just getting buried, and he's not affecting anything and doing anything. He's just stat filling, and that's not where you want to be. So I'm selling him yep. because I want him to go off and make an impact somewhere else. Because, like you said, he does play hard. He can score. And his attitude is like, yo, I just want to win and play ball hard. So, yeah, I'm selling him because I don't trust us to be able to keep him, build other pieces around him, get the defense right, get it, get the coach ready. So, no, nah, sell him. Get him out of here. He's too good for us right now.
Yep. Simple as that. And let's leave it there. Big Nick the Quick. Appreciate you, my guy. Super yes, Bowl sir. slash Cornball of the Week. Shout out Andre Iguodala Iggy. He's a he's a Chicago area guy too. Kick rocks. No, he's from fucking Springfield. Yeah, Chicago area, you know, I said. Illinois area. That's the Illinois area. That <laughs> <laughs> tweet. Hold on, this is just funny you said that. But someone put out the tweets like, yeah, I was talking to someone. And I guess this applies to us too because we're from Evanston. But I was like, I was talking to someone and they said they're from Chicago. And I said, what part? And they said, Cook County area. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's about 40 million people in Cook County. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, you might need to hone that in a little bit. So I thought that was funny. Yeah, that is funny. From the Cook County area. From Cook County area, bro. Uh, from the Great Lakes area. Great Lakes area, man. <laughs> Yo, we'll leave it there, man. No catch up sports talk via Chicago. I am your host, Sean Little, for Big Nick the Quick. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, man. Make sure you share. Share the podcast with your homies. We talk big shit, talk sports. You know you love it. Make sure you pass it along. For Big Nick the Quick, I am your host, Sean Little. No catch up sports talk via Chicago. Lock in.